0: Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio. Expression through innovation.
1: Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weebie Geeks. It is the the Warriors 3. It's Derek, Brett, and myself, Mike. And joining us this week is Baron J. Um, most recently, uh, The Condo, I believe, is coming out yeah, on, on, on Video On Demand and Digital. So you were writer and, and actor in it, right?
2: No, oh, actually, I was uh, the actor and producer of the project, not the writer. My, I came up my with correction. the idea. And I saw good. I came up with the ideal of the movie and the concept and some of the characters, but I had Bill Dumas and Bill Marino write the screenplay. So I could see how you got confused on that. But yes. <laughs>
1: so what where did the idea for the condo come from
2: the condo came about when I was watching um, I was watching this movie called the apartment it's an old black and white movie I was at a time where I was watching a lot of uh, old movies from the library I go to the library on rainy days and, and rent all the DHS and DVD movies and watch them and I saw this movie the apartment and I was like wow this is a pretty interesting concept so I kind of like twisted it up added my flavor to it and called it the condo and and um, that's, how the, that's how the movie came about
1: nice. So the idea of the characters, what, was there um, some personal experience that brought brought certain characters to life? or
2: Yeah, well, for, for my character, there was definitely some like some personal experiences I actually wanted to do in real life, but I wasn't able to do. So I was able to do it in a movie. That's one thing about being an actor. There's a lot of things you can't do in reality, but you can do it in a movie. You know, like I want to be an FBI agent. I can't be one in real life, but I can be one in a movie. So I get a chance to experience that. So I always wanted a twin. And I, and I want to have a twin so that we can do devious things like you go take my test. Uh, let you know what uh you, you can go with my girlfriend for the night you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> go, go, go see the judge for me you know so you can do crazy and creative things so i couldn't do it in real life because i'm not a twin i was wanted of the twin because i was a i was the only child so i was able to create that experience in a movie
3: i thought you were gonna say your dream was to become a realtor <laughs> <When you're laughs> you' know what swear,
2: my dream was not to become a realtor but you know i did try to become a realtor in California and i did pass the tests and i was too lazy to study again <laughs> to go back and uh take it again you know but i, I would have been a good realtor but you gotta take them stupid tests and the test
3: is nothing compared to what you're gonna be doing in real life then you gotta try and solve places where people have died and all that stuff so right
1: so um the casting tell us about the casting process because uh, i know we were supposed to have jackie on with us tonight and we'll get her on at a later time uh was she one of the first ones you had had casted for the show
2: no jackie was actually the last person to come on board i didn't um I did not actually cast her. The director did. He, uh, the director, James Cullen is friends with Jackie. He worked, on, we worked on a project with her prior to the condo. And he's like, y'all got this wonderful girl. She'd be great to play, uh, one of the characters in a movie. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And she was, she was a wonderful person. She played like three different characters, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. She's a breath of fresh air. I really enjoy working with her. And I hope I get a chance to work with her again. She's a rising superstar.
3: So I guess we've talked about the movie. What's the, um, concept behind it? What's <laughs> what's it about or a snapshot, Look, I guess so the
2: concept of the movie you know it's about four guys that are married and they're kind of restless and bored in a marriage they need some excitement you know a lot of times when you, when you get married you get uh, boggled down with routine and, 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 and it gets boring so you gotta keep it spicy so these guys you know they always playing poker together they always playing golf together and it was like listen and they, they all got these girlfriends on the side and they can't take the girlfriends home so they were taking all the girlfriends to like different places like the parks the hotel Motel, motel, you know, uh, different uh, places and uh, girls are wondering why we can't ever go to your house. And I was coming with this excuse. Oh, the house has been Some someone's working on the house. And then when I can sell the house, I was like, wait a minute. Why don't we use this as the condo? You know, I can't sell it right now and it's open and we all can uh, split the, uh, the, the rent here, you know, and we can bring it, bring in our different stuff to make it like it's our own, our own room and that's what we did until we got busted. We we wasn't as smart as we thought we were. We weren't that much smart.
0: That's always the case, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So where did you get Where did you get the uh, the house that you used in the movie?
2: Oh yeah, um, actually, my my one of my friends called uh, uh, Ephraim Forty. His his brother is uh, Details. He's a music producer. He produced like Beyonce and. And uh, Little Wayne and a lot of other uh, uh, rappers, and it was his house. So his oh, brother E Forty, Ephraim, let us use the house. I paid him, but he didn't even tell his brother. His, <laughs> because his brother, his brother's always at, at the studio at night, you know, um, making making music. So we doing the day, he sleeps. So we at his house shooting during the day, and <laughs> he didn't even know. But once we were there, he wa- he walked with us with open hands. So we shot at his house, which was a blessing because he's supposed to shoot at someone else's house, um, and and. Uh, uh, and, uh, Glendale and my PR person, they come through on her deal. And when I was in Africa, they was like, yo, Baron, the house fell through. We don't have a house where we go to shoot. God. So I had to scramble while well, I'm in Africa. I'm up here in the internet cafe in Africa trying to call people, email people in the United States on Skype and emailing them and trying to find another house. And I actually did. So, uh, which was pretty cool and amazing. That must
1: have been challenging finding an internet cafe in Africa.
2: Yeah, it was, it was challenging because the internet connection is not that great. And I'm there. It's a time zone difference, and I'm trying to talk to people. I'm texting them. It's costing me like fifty cents a text. I'm like, man, I think think my cell phone bill was like four hundred dollars when I got back to the United States for (laughs) the trip in Texas I was doing. But I was able to make the deal happen while I'm in Africa using the technology of text and Skype and email.
3: (laughs) That was a great location.
1: Now, um, the one there was one character. Oh shoot, can't remember his name.
2: Uh, Describe. Well, here's okay. Okay, here's a picture of him. See if you can see that. Is it is it, is it, is it a guy character or a female character?
1: It, it, I hate to go this route, but it's the white guy.
2: The white guy. <laughs> it's
1: the white guy uh, with glasses.
2: Oh, that's uh Michael Joseph. He's a, right. oh, one of my actor producers on a project. Yeah, Michael Joseph. Yes.
1: How, tell us about his character, because uh, I found his character fascinating as well. Uh, of the group of four, It's like he, he's the most seemed like the most naive of the whole group. Yes. Straight lace.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you basically describe him, You know that that character that I might play was a very uh, straight lace, not very naive, go by the book. You know, so called nerd. You know, really don't know what's going on in, 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 in pop culture and reality, and, but he's still our friend. You know, all of us have different personalities, come from different backgrounds and cultures, and different experiences, but we all mesh together and we all are good friends, which is uh, a very good. Um, but yeah, he was a very naive uh, guy. I really, really like that guy character.
3: I think one of the more uh, funny and awkward moments is when he's trying to hug everybody. <laughs> right, <laughs> they're, they're not having it.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. no. There is interesting. Interesting seeing him uh, to have uh, try to get together with his his uh, barber there, his hairdresser. Oh,
2: yes, yes.
0: It was unexpected th- that he would be the type that would actually cheat on his wife like that, but it worked.
2: I know, right? You would never think that, but I guess that you know everyone has a breaking point. You know, no matter yeah. who you are. And he, he was just like, I can't take it no more. And plus, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So if you're around certain people, eventually you're going to start doing what they do. Oh yeah, kind of got sucked in.
0: Now,
1: Jackie's character... um as we discover, is kind of split personality. Yes. And, and we only is. see three days of the week, so to speak. Right. Um, how'd you come up with, with her character in, in the three personas?
2: Well, I didn't come up with that. I can't take credit for that. That was by the writer, Bill Marino. He actually dated a young lady like that when he was younger. Bill Marino is like in his, like in his uh, 70s now, and uh, he penned the script based on my idea, and he had a girlfriend like that when he was younger, so he had to put her in, which was <laughs> because that's one of my favorite characters
0: yeah (laughs) yeah i
1: i I love the look when um when your character is is talking to the psychiatrist and said and he goes well has so-and-so come out she's a a racist And you're like the 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 (laughs) whole experience of oh crap what do we do now right and then she shows up and that, that just, uh, to me, that was a, a great sequence. And I, I love that whole aspect of now we're seeing, you know, she does one thing, she does a hair change to something else, and then she does a complete costume change. Right. And it's was like, okay, th- this just totally changes the whole dynamic of the, of the movie. Right now with the movie, what made you decide to do, do it in stages of each person's point of view?
2: Well, it wasn't intended to go that way because we shot such on a shoestring budget, like a used car budget that we weren't able to get all the shots that we needed, uh, uh when we shot the film, like it was some scenes we weren't able to get. And also we, we didn't have like uh, enough footage to like cut a whole movie so the director is very clever and in editing it that way you know doing it from each point of view because we weren't able to get everything because it's there's a there's the type of thing that you know you have three types of movies the one you write the one you shoot then the one you edit so i think we got the fourth movie the one you write the one you shoot the one you edit because we edited it one time you're like nope that doesn't work and we had to come up with an idea to make it work and that's what you got that movie the condo but there was probably like about 15 pages that didn't get shot. So, okay. yeah.
1: Now, have you shown this at any festivals or um, how, how did like exposure and distribution happen for this film?
2: Yeah, it's been uh, shown at uh, several festivals and people really enjoyed it and laughed and, and people are basically like fall in, fall in love with the different characters or different situations that they're in. And um, Gravis saw the picture and uh, picked it up. And they're one of the, big, one of the biggest players in the uh, space, of video, video on Demand. So right now, you can check out the condo on uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Amazon, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, all the different cable providers like DirecTV, Dish, Comcast, Charter, Insight, AT&T U- Universe. So some Video Demand, which means that you just go to your cable box you go to Video Demand, you type in the condo, you either buy it or rent it. Which is pretty cool. Awesome.
0: Uh,
3: again, the wonders of technology. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, you said you were both acting and producer on this. What got you started into the realm of acting?
2: Well, acting is something I always wanted to do ever since I saw like the Cosby show. You know, it was something that I wanted to do. I remember being a kid running down the street, thought somebody was actually recording my life. And so mm-hmm. I thought I was on a reality show when I was eight years old. <laughs> so I used to run down the street and I used to think that there was a camera following me, recording me everywhere I went. That's the. The imagination that I had, and then and then once I got older, um, in middle school I did I did a couple of plays, did a couple of plays in high school. Then I went to college. I didn't want to major in uh, theater or anything like that, so I majored in telecom and marketing. And, um, and once I graduated, I moved to California to become an actor. And and I started producing not because uh, I wanted to, but I had to produce so that I can act. You know, because it's a very challenging business. You know, you you waiting um by the phone for someone to hire you, which sucks. You know, you're going into a to approve you, which sucks thugs. So I was like, no, what? I got to take the matters into my own hands and create my own opportunity, and get my own self permission. Um, that's what a lot, a lot of great people have done, like Jay Z, Kanye West, P Diddy, Barry Gordy. You know, uh, people. Do sometimes you just have to take your your career and your passion into your own hands and do it. And then when you do that, then the power that be is gonna like, hey, I want you to be in this project. I want to help you out here. I want to do this for you. Um, so I was giving myself an analogy that if the grocery store is shut down, or, you know, for a whole year, what I'm gonna do? I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna eat anymore? No. I'm going to learn how to garden and then I'm going to grow my own food and eat it. So the same thing with acting. You learn how to produce and you put yourself in it. And surrounding yourself around other great actors—that's
0: a pretty good analogy,
2: actually. Yeah, All right. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like I love I love the analogies and parables because I think about it. I'd be like, wait a minute, I can't be waiting on somebody to give me a job or put me in a movie or a TV show. I can create my own. I'm like, so if somebody stops feeding me, what I'm going to do? Oh, I can't eat. I'm going to starve to death because somebody's not going to feed me. No, I'm a I'm going to start planning. I'm going to start growing my own food, and I'm going to eat. Yep. So,
1: who was some of your inspirations as a kid? I know you said uh, the Cosby Show. Uh, I it. I mean, was there any particular actors? Or
2: well, I have to say one, one, one particular actor that steps, steps out in mine was when I saw Malcolm X when Denzel played that role. Of Malcolm mm-hmm. X. That was, a, uh, that, that was that was really, a great movie. Yeah, that's really profound. um yeah, I really like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Uh, There's a lot, a lot of great actors out there, you know. Um, I remember, I remember being a kid. I used to want to be, I used to want, I used to want to be on set when I was eight, eight or nine years old, growing up in Detroit. I was like, you know what? I want to go behind the scenes of a movie. I want to see how the movies are made. That that interests me a lot. Yeah. And now I have the opportunity to do that, and that's what I'm doing now.
1: So you're you're from Detroit? That's uh, actually yep. Brett's
2: neck of the woods.
1: What?
3: Yeah. Yep, I'm uh, just uh, north of there in uh, Utica. Okay. Yeah. so about, uh, about twenty minutes minutes away go down there all the time oh i went to michigan state oh <laughs> they're uh, doing well yes, much they better are. than uh i'd rather uh, root for the spartans than U of m so definitely huh? between the two of them <laughs> my, my best friend from high school went to
1: michigan state as well ah he's a spartan dog yes he is <laughs> yes a very good school so um now who, who'd you look up to for like mm-hmm. producer
2: uh, Jerry Brookheimer, uh, he's from Detroit. I worked for him when I first moved out here as a production assistant, office production assistant. Um, I really admire uh, Jerry Brookheimer, uh-huh. and I to and I work with him on set uh, as an actor. I love to be in one of his movies. Jerry Brookheimer, want to be in one of your
3: movies. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's our number one fan so hopefully we'll hear that <laughs> right. yeah. so how,
0: how do you find the producing side of things
3: how did I, how did
2: I do what
0: how do, how do you find uh, doing the producing is it stressful or-
2: mm. Mm. no it's not stressful it's kind of like teamwork you know, you just have a blueprint mm. and you put all the appropriate people in place and you take action and you execute and usually <laughs> when you're doing a low budget film you you, you, you win more than one hat so you're probably wearing about 3 or 4 hats Everybody's wearing about three or four hats. So, yeah, it's a very fun experience. It's like teamwork. You know, it's like like being in the Army, being in a fraternity, being on the sports team. You all come together for one common good, and and, uh, it's, it's produced a great product. That comes from an idea. That comes from an idea first, then the idea comes words, then words become reality.
1: Now, what, how long was it from, um, concept to where we're at now, uh, for the condo? Oh,
2: shoot. The, the, the concept came out, we, we wrote the script, then we we're about to go into production It didn't happen. So they say when the script first got written, it probably didn't get produced until two, two to three years later. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Three years.
3: So did you go through crowdfunding to get the money for the movie or?
2: No, I didn't go through crowdfunding. Um, I use some of my own money, and also I talk to all the actors, and like 70% of them, 70% of them um, put some money up uh, for the project as well. I told the actors and say, hey, we spend a lot of money on uh, acting classes, headshots, workshops, and things like that. Why don't we use that money to produce a film and a product that we can showcase our talent in? I mean, it, there's no difference than when actors spend 20 hours a week for four weeks doing a theater production. They get they don't get paid for that at all, and when they do the theater production, only 20 people show up. So, so just think of this. this thing that if you make twenty dollars an hour and you uh you spent a uh, hundred hours rehearsing for theater, you times what you what you're not getting paid for. You times that hundred hours times twenty. That's like two grand. That's two grand of time that you spent, or whatever how you, you equate your hours or uh, how uh, how you work, what, what your worth is. And that's money that you have spent. So we can just take that same. We can take your time and 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 you just invest dollars and we can get a project done. And that's how it got done.
3: That's got to be a good feeling that people are willing to or think enough of the project to put their own money behind it to to see it get made.
2: Yep, people you people put two things behind it. You're going to put your physical money behind it or your time. And when people do theater, they're not putting any money up, but they're putting their time behind it, which is money because you, you, you use time to make money unless you, unless you're doing a uh, passive income. No, hold on. I got to use the restroom, right? Can you guys hold on for a minute? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs>
1: So what are some future plant... What, do I do? what are some future plans
2: that you have? Uh, future plans is that I have a film that's in post-production called Deadly Reunion. It's about a group of uh, high school, college students um, that went to college together, and they haven't seen each other in like 10 years. They reunite uh, back at at their friend's house, and one of the guys they used to bully, he showed up to the to the reunion, and he was killing people one by one, and they didn't know what was going on. So that's in post-production. That would be out, uh, next year, second quarter. Then I have a sitcom that I produced with starring Michael Collier. Uh, I produced it with Bentley Cow Evans who's one of the producers of, of, who produced the Martin show and the Jamie Foxx show. So I'm looking for a home for the sitcom for somebody to buy this concept uh, from me. Or And then um, I'm going to shoot another movie sitcom next year and I'm raising money for a film fund so that I can continue to do more projects.
0: Okay. All oh, right.
1: Nice. Now, looking back over your IMDb, I saw, and now I'm recognizing you from here as well. You were involved in Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp?
2: Yeah, I was... a. Um, a lawyer on that show, yes. Had a small role on that show. I was a lawyer. It was a great opportunity. Had a great time working on a Netflix show.
1: Now, you, you've also had a few other. Uh, uncredited roles in some in some pretty big films, actually, like Fast and Furious yeah. Six and, and Iron Man Three.
2: Yeah, Bob was an FBI agent in Fast and Furious, and, that, and he actually see me when it's when Paul Walker when we took Paul Walker off the plane, and uh, he was talking to the FBI agents. Yeah, that was a pretty cool. It was great talking to Paul Walker. He was saying, "Like, man, I'm so damn tired traveling all around the world doing this film." I was <laughs> like, "Man, I would love to be doing what you're doing," <laughs> you know.
1: And then you have been a uh, essentially a Kanye West double. You, you, you've been a Con- Kanye Kanye West double for a few shows.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, I have uh, played Kanye West on a lot, um, maybe about three or four shows. Because people, it, it must it's true. Kanye West looks like me, or <laughs> I look like him. But <laughs> I think he looks like me. I'm older than him by six months. So yes, I've been mean, <laughs> Kanye West on a lot of different shows. So, so you,
1: because of that, have you gotten stopped in the streets? And with people confusing you for him?
2: Always, every day, all day. You know, people mistaking me for Kanye West. Uh, you know, I get different looks, whispers, and some people are brave enough to come up and ask me, are you him? And uh, I tell them the truth, no. <laughs> and sometimes they want to take pictures and, like, oh, my God, you should be a stand-in. You should be his photo double. Oh, my God, it's amazing. I can't believe it. You look just like him. You act like him. <laughs> like, all right.
1: <laughs> have you ever been contacted by Kanye West to be I a
2: stand-in? I haven't, but I've met him him uh, at the Grammys about eight years ago. and Then I ran into him twice on the street, driving down the street. It was one time he pulled up on the side of me on Fairfax and Sunset, and we just, we turned and looked at each other for like eight seconds. And when the light turned green, he just took off.
3: <laughs> 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 when you're fish. out in, uh, uh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, when you were in Detroit, did you get a lot of extra work and stuff like that here? Because I know they've done done a lot of films here no i haven't done any work
2: in detroit oh. when all that filming was going on in detroit i was here in la uh,
3: okay <laughs> wrong place at the wrong time i know right <laughs> <laughs> So Derek, you had something
0: else. Yeah, but I forgot what I was gonna say, so. <laughs> I lost the train of thought.
1: Outside of the condo, uh, what's been one of uh, your favorite producing or filming uh, experiences that you've had uh, as a producer or to, actor?
2: I have to say my first film, The Safe House, which hasn't been released uh, yet. Um, I was I was gonna release it when it, when I did it, like back in two thousand seven or eight. But it was doing that transition between DVD and digital, and the deal was. And good so I didn't go with it but I should have at least it would be out right now uh, in the space I should have did the deal I'm kind of upset I didn't but I, I definitely want to release that movie somehow hopefully I can get somebody to uh, release the safe house I yeah I, I did that with I did that with Bill Marino Bill Marino is one of the writers who wrote the condo and Bill Marino directed safe house that, I mean,
1: how difficult is it to to do like self distribution to to digital if you if you wanted to
2: um I think it's a it's not tough but it's pretty it's pretty challenging if you want to get it on um, on on a lot of different uh video on demand platforms i mean you, you you're able to get it if you self distribute you probably able to get it on maybe like one or two uh, then it's a, a lot of uh, a lot of work but it can be done but I think it's best to go with a distributor
3: okay. What are your some of your favorite movies out now, or that you want to want to see that are coming out? Mm. And you know what? It's so difficult when you like in the filmmaking business
2: to like see movies uh it's like i'm it's like well i have to say like, i like narcos it's not a movie but it's, it's on netflix it's a tv show mm-hmm. but i really enjoy watching narcos I, I watched season one season two um I, I love drug movies drug lord movies like el chapo you know yeah. i was watching one on netflix called survivor escobar uh, it was like 66 episodes i watched wow. all 66 episodes they were like one hour long so i just imagine i spent 66 hours watching tv <laughs> <laughs> <And> i <I'm like, laughs>
3: you <laughs> That's
2: like three that's like three days of TV but I think I did it over three months. It took me like three months to watch all those sixty episodes um right and really there hasn't been a lot of good movies out in the movie theater that i want that I want to go see I mean that's what happens when I mean the studios are just doing big big epic movies, and there's nothing really interesting It's the days of like really good Independence um really don't see too many of them and then when you do, they do very well at the box office like get out i mean I, that was a very great movie i I really enjoyed that movie, but that was maybe yeah. like four months ago, so I really enjoyed get out and i also enjoyed that one movie um this guy had a lot of different personalities uh, uh split split yes yeah. i really enjoyed split. Now are you are you watching
1: is it on discovery can't remember if it's on discovery or history the uh finding escobar
2: uh or finding no Escobar's i didn't oh yeah, I that you know what, thank you for reminding me. I did not see that. Um I wanna watch that. That's on Discovery. Yeah, I, I gotta watch so.
1: that. I think so.
2: Yeah, I remember hearing about that, yes. It, it aren't they trying to like uncover his millions of dollars or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, I, I would always find that it's odd that they do um you know, they go into the, the third world yeah, you know, Mexico or Colombia. It's like then you start hearing about how the groups got death threats. It's so, like, uh, you better stop or you 'cause you're getting too close and we'll kill you. And they just keep going. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, do you not listen?
2: Exactly.
1: Uh-huh. So, so go ahead, Derek. Uh
0: so do you have do you have a uh, a dream project that you haven't gotten to do yet that you, you've been wanting to do?
2: Um yes. Um it's it has I want to do this project about my life called The Disciple. I wrote it and I never got it done. And and I think I'm too old to play the role now because it's a high school, college role. Unless I lose some weight and shave, and shave my hair. I, pro- I probably still can't do it, but it's, it's going to have to be, you know, losing about 20 pounds and, and drinking a lot of water and, and different lighting. They are have the light be a certain way. But it's a story about my life. Growing up in Detroit called The Disciple. That's one of my dream projects to do. So if I'm not able to play the role, I would just have to produce it. Nice. But I think I got a good five years to try to do the movie if I play the role. <laughs> But hopefully that'll work out for you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like Muhammad Ali when he did like three movies, he played himself in his own movies.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody can do it better than yourself. Right. Is there Have any actors seen? that you would like to uh, act with on a list? Oh,
2: yes. I mean I always wanted to act with Denzel, I wanted to be in a movie with Denzel. Mm. Uh, I close a couple of times, but it never happened. Um who else? Um, anybody else? I just leave up to the universe. What was
1: that one gig that you you auditioned for? You were really hoping for, and it just barely got away.
2: All right, Fast and the Furious. I think it was like Fast and the Furious Two. Um, John Singleton was directing the movie, and, and the role who got the role was Ludacris, the rapper.
1: Mm. Hey, if you're gonna lose out to someone, Ludacris isn't that bad. <laughs>
3: right, still <laughs> right, so you've been on some big movie sets, and then you're you like the smaller lower budget. do you like the vibe better on the lower budget than the bigger budget sets?
2: No, it all comes down to the management. It all comes down to, like who's to producer mm-hmm. on a project because who, who, whoever's at the top, the energy flows down to the bottom. So it's based on uh, not, not not really based on the the size of the picture, but based on the personalities of who you're working with.
0: Yeah, you always hear some you hear good stories and you always hear some horror stories and
1: what. What was the best horror story you've ever had on, on film or
2: on set?
0: Oh. Um.
1: <laughs> Without throwing, throwing out names or
2: people under but, the bus. Mm, horror story. Let's see here. Hmm. Let's see if I can remember any. I got a very selective memory. Um, well, a horror story is like when you're on set – And a lot of people think they can say certain stuff, you know, about the producers or other actors or crew members, not knowing that the mics on set are very sensitive. Mm. And someone had said something about the producer, and he heard it because he had the earphones on, and that person got fired.
1: Isn't that the rule? If you're on set or on stage, expect everything to be live?
2: Yeah, so don't say anything
1: you don't want the world to hear.
0: (laughs) I think that's a good rule in life in general, so...
1: I can't tell you how many musicians I've worked with who forget that while the, the house PA might not be on, we are monitoring at, in the booth level mm-hmm. so so we know when they're ready to start. And who knows who's in that booth with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm a audio engineer um, for a local theme park here in Orlando, Florida. Okay. So it's uh, some fun times. Yes. Absolutely. So um, I'm trying to think what else I had some, I had some other stuff and I can't remember. It's It's been a long, crazy week. When is the condo? Condo's out now, correct? On digital, it came out yesterday.
2: It came out yesterday on video on demand.
1: So it is out currently. So go check it out on your yes, on your on demand on your cable. uh Is yep. it? You said it was available
2: on on iTunes as well, correct? Yeah, it's available on iTunes. Correct. iTunes, Amazon. Yep. YouTube. YouTube, yeah, I'm not sure how it works on YouTube. Well, I guess you go to YouTube and
3: you type in the condo and it comes up and you pay for it. Um, I think they've got a subscription service on there that you can yeah,
2: YouTube subscribe rad, to. YouTube,
3: you can rad, rad,
1: yeah,
2: I'm about to try that. Yeah, they do got a subscription service.
1: Cool. Where can people find you on the internet?
2: Um, you can find me on the internet uh, at baronj.com, baronjfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. You just type in my name, Baron J, and you will be able to find me. Awesome. And then my Instagram, is, and my Instagram is Baron J, so I'm, I'm accessible. Awesome.
1: Well, we thank you for coming on and uh, talking a little bit about the condo and, and some of your past experiences uh, and your upcoming projects. Um, anytime you want to come back and pitch something new, like when, when the TV oh, series thanks. comes out, you know, feel free. Give us a shout. Oh,
2: I definitely will. I appreciate it. Right. Thanks for thank being so much, guys. Not I appreciate fun. it. Hey, yeah, where's thanks. this gonna be? May, can I get a recording of it, maybe? or uh, put it on my website
1: I'll I'll email you uh, a link to the show once I post
2: okay let's look at me tomorrow okay thank you guys I appreciate it see you guys soon. watch the condo (laughs) my name is Ariel host of your new favorite Alaskan true crime podcast murder under the midnight sun this state is roughly 660,000 square miles much of it wilderness that is an awful lot of space to hide a body if you want to hear about the dark side of The Last Frontier, check out my show, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere fine
3: podcasts are sold.
1: And welcome back. Uh, we just got done interviewing Baron J uh, with The Condo. Uh, again, you can find it anywhere. There's on demand, or you can get digital copies, uh, Amazon, uh, iTunes, Um Marvel is teaming up with Stitcher, which to me is a shock because of some of the issues that have been going on with Stitcher, with, with different things. Um, but Marvel partners with Stitcher to launch its first scripted podcast, Wolverine, The Long Night. Uh, actors Richard Armitage, Scott Addist, and Bob Balaban, and Brian Stokes Mitchell uh, are cast in key roles for the spring 2018 series. Um, Of course, this is a press release from Marvel themselves. New Marvel Media and top podcasting listener listening service and content network Stitcher um, have an, uh, today announced. Uh, this was announced on December fifth. Uh, Wolverine: The Long Night, the first ever Marvel scripted podcast, launching in spring of two thousand eighteen. The ten episode series will be available exclusively on Stitcher um, on, on Stitcher Premium until fall two thousand eighteen, when it will see a wide release across all platforms. The show's cast includes noble actors, uh, Richard Armitage from The Hobbit, uh, Scott Addis from 30 Rock, Bob Balaban from Moonrise Kingdom, and Brian Stokes Mitchell from Mr. Robot. The Wolverine Long Night is a story captivating, is a, uh, the Wolverine The Long Night story is a captivating hybrid of mystery and larger scale fantasy of the Marvel Universe. It follows agent Sally Pierce, who's being played by Celia Keenan-Bulger, and Tad Marshall, who's played by Otto Isondo, as they arrive in the fictional town of Burns, Alaska, which kind of ties into the, uh... Murder Under the Midnight Sun promo we just played, which happened to be coincidence.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you now, the agents, you know, they go to Alaska to investigate a series of murders and quickly discover the town lives in fear of a serial killer. The agents team up with Deputy Bobby Reed, who's played by uh, Andrew Keenan Bulger. wonder if there's any relation to Celia uh, to investigate their main suspect, Logan, who's being played by Richard Armitage. Um, their search leads them on a fox hunt through the mysterious and corrupt town. The process behind making of Wolverine the Long Night brings Marvel storytelling expertise into the podcast world, breaking new ground for the medium to, buy, to provide listeners a sense of immersion into the story. Outdoor scenes to be recorded in realistic sounding locations, including force and a cabin in the studio. Actors will be recorded in ambisonic or full surround sound, um, allowing them to move, interact with one another, and fully inhibit inhabit their characters. Wolverine the Long Night brings our fans a whole new way of experience our iconic characters in the Marvel universe, says Dan Silver, Vice President, head of platforms and content for Marvel New Media. The tremendous cast will bring a thrilling level of intrigue and drama to our listeners. The character of Logan and his landscape make the ideal premiere vehicle for us, and we're excited to continue to explore the dynamic possibilities of the podcast medium. Also cast in the series are actors Zoe Chow, Chosky Spencer, Jordan Bridges, David Call, Michael J. Berg, and Landon Killa. Uh, Chris Gethard hosted the popular Beautiful Stories for Anonymous People podcast will also make a cameo appearance. Uh, this is a quote. Podcast is an incredible, intimate medium that's perfect for telling stories, and I can't think of a better partner to whom to push the boundaries of scripted podcasts than Marvel, uh, says Eric Eric Dean, uh, CEO of Midroll Media a podcast industry leader and parent company of Stitcher. They make every transition of their rich universe of characters into new media, fresh interest and interesting while still retaining the feel and spirit of the original comics. And as a Marvel fan, I'm proud that we've helped them do it again in podcasting. The arrival of Wolverine and his many fans to podcast and Stitcher is truly a signal that hit that this medium is a major part of the American media landscape. Stitcher and Marvel have, have assembled a writing production team of veterans from both the comic book world and the podcasting industry. Um, Wolverine, the dark, the long night is written by award-winning comic book art author, which is wrong here. It should be comic book writer, uh, Ben Pierce, Piercy, um, uh, known for the, the wild wildling and red moon and will be directed by Brendan Baker, f- formerly a producer of radio topia, radio love and radio. Um, Chloe Prasnios, formerly a producer for Gimlet's Reply All, will oversee sound design. The series is produced by Daniel Fink of Marvel and Jenny Rattleit of Stitcher. Uh, for more information, visit wolverinepodcast.com. So what is y'all's
0: take on that? That sounds really cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Mm.
1: I'll be down. But to have to wait till fall before it hits like iTunes? <laughs> and to actually download it mm. I mean, because for me, I mean, I'll show you guys right now. we still have an iPod classic <laughs> <laughs> And I do listen I still listen to stuff on it all the time. so um, so yeah, that would be our first story of the night. It should be good.
3: So uh, it's going from Marvel to DC we can do that after announcing who would be playing raven and starfire earlier this month it was revealed today that breton thwaites pirates of the caribbean dead men tell no tales has been cast in the much anticipated role of dick Grayson in the upcoming titan series okay. um along along with his role as henry turner and the latest installment of the popular pirates franchise he's also been seen in maleficent the giver and gods of egypt where where he uh, certainly proved that he had the physical chops to tackle the Boy Wonder. Yeah. And uh, Titan's executive producer said that it was very uh, tough to find somebody to play Dick Grayson because he's such an iconic character. But uh, Jeff Johns uh, believes that he has the emotional depth, heart, and danger and physical presence of Batman's former protege. Okay. I'm looking forward to this show.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is the one that's
3: going to be on uh, on the DC streaming service, right? Yeah, and I've been looking for a picture because they showed like a, a teaser picture of them, and it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, I saw
1: that, and that I enjoyed. I thought it was pretty cool.
3: It looks like they're going more of the classic uh, Perez and uh, Wolfman era yeah. Titans. Yeah. But I think they've got Changeling, Raven, Starfire, and I can't remember who else they had uh, in, in the show. Uh... It's not Cyborg. No. Uh, Didn't they have Terra? Might be.
1: Is
0: Beast Boy in it?
3: Yes. Yeah, Changeling. Yeah.
0: Changeling, whatever you want to call him.
3: Yeah. It's all the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he actually went back to being Beast Boy.
0: He might have, yeah
1: yeah it just depends on what what era or what time period mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um yeah i'm mean, titans i'm looking forward to especially if it's going to be closer to the wolfman perez or wolfman perez uh time period and, and concept for, for skip uh for scripts uh I, i'd be totally in favor for all that yeah they're the comic that got me started reading comics uh, well, as you guys heard me talk about in the past, it is what kept me sane through some very moving periods with a with a lot of moves that I had in my life. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it was that 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 kept me going. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to that show. So, uh, Derek, let's move on to to the final story of the night.
0: Well, my story is going to take us out into space a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a couple of months ago, Quentin Tarantino uh, caused quite a stir. Said open to directing a new Star Trek film, so uh, Paramount has decided they're going to go ahead and and uh, move forward with plans to have Tarantino direct with help from a writers' room headed by J.J. Abrams. Okay, uh, and a report from Deadline uh, says Tarantino came up with a great idea for a new Star Trek film and that Abrams will produce if it moves forward. The plan now involves assembling a group of writers to hear Tarantino's story and try to develop a script for a potential film. Uh, And Tarantino started the frenzy back in September when he appeared on the Nerdist podcast, which actually I listened to now that I recall, uh, revealing what fascinated him about making a film in the franchise. He said, I think one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever written was for the next generation. Speaking about the episode, Yesterday's Enterprise, where an Enterprise ship from the past breaks through a time rift and alters the course of history. I actually think that is not only one of the great space stories, but the way it dealt with the mythology of the whole thing, that actually could bear a two-hour treatment. Because the whole thing with that episode that was so cool, they saved the ship, but little do they know by saving the ship, it's actually in a different time period. But they don't know that, Tarantino said. But what ends up happening is, because they're sc- they screwed up with the timeline... The characters don't know it, but we know it, and the thing about it is it turns out that the Klingons and the humans on Earth have been having this hundred-year war that's been going on, and it's just the bloodiest war imaginable in the history of any universe. Uh, He also said he would prefer to direct a Star Trek movie over a Star Wars movie, choosing a side in the eternal battle that has dominated nerd fandoms. But uh,
3: yes, so I wonder if it's going to take place with the current JJ J. Abrams cast or somebody else or what, I wonder.
0: I would imagine so, but you never know. Mm-hmm. But that 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 would be interesting to see him do a Star Trek movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked your comment earlier, Brett, that uh, you know um, Samuel L. Jackson will be in it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Should'll have should'll have an R rating. <laughs> His phaser's gonna shoot purple purple beams.
0: I'm definitely oh. interested what he would do with it with Star Trek though.
3: That uh, story it sounds really really cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: The episode he was referring to was definitely a good episode.
3: I Never watched Star Trek really except for the original series. Really? Yeah, I did not watch any of the it's been awesome they have to since they're all on Netflix now
0: you uh, never watched Generation
3: uh uh-uh. uh Deep Space Nine nope I can't understand l- that I love I Deep saw Space Nine. the movies
0: I like Deep, Deep Space Nine too but it's not the final season was horrible it's not widely popular among Star Trek fans
3: no mm. no I liked um, what was the one with the Borg in it the movie Uh, uh
1: First Contact yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, I thought that was good and I liked uh, and uh, Generations I thought that Kurt got screwed the way they killed him off <laughs> that's a lame death. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Falling off a bridge. Give me a break.
0: <laughs> yeah, the
3: eternal love. Uh, that's another battle I think, but even among Star Trek folks themselves, is who's the best captain? Oh, yeah. or, or the other? The other ones.
0: Yeah, that's a con- constant, continuous argument.
3: Yeah. Can't we all just get along? No. Apparently no.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So other than that, uh, I don't think we got anything else. It's actually gonna be a little bit of a shorter show for us. Yeah. It's alright. Right. We're entitled. It's been a long mm-hmm. week, to be honest with you. <laughs> and it's only at the time of recording, it's only a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yes. So but yeah. Two more days for me. This is this is my uh my weekend and I'm not looking forward to going back to work. Oh. Yeah. That's a whole other story for a whole other day. Mm-hmm. So um if no one else has got anything else uh we got the weebies coming up in a couple of weeks our year end yes. show and then uh we're going to be off for the last week or we're going to be off the week of new years and the week of christmas or week of christmas week of new years so we won't return so after the 20 the the after the week of the 23rd the show that comes out that week uh we won't return back until the week of the of January 13th. So, um, so gives everyone a, a break to, to
3: enjoy the holidays and and not get slammed. And, uh, we all just have fun. Can't, can't believe everybody's already getting their year end lists together. Yeah. I've already seen a bunch of them released. Yeah. <laughs> so the year's not even over yet. Oh uh, yeah. Ours are coming and ours yeah. will
1: be the year end show. Mm-hmm. Our final show of the year. So, um, but, uh, no, other than that, um, If we got nothing else.
2: Want to know more?
3: So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks
2: production.